Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Host Green Diva Meg and co-host Green Diva Mizar share resources and ideas as they explore fun and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. And now, your host, Green Diva Meg. Hello. Wow, double applause. I know. And really? And they stopped again. I like, missed really it. Abruptly. They stopped and then they started again. Aren't they good? Aren't yeah. they good? They're very well paid. <laughs> Not. <laughs> so welcome to the Green Divas radio show. You're on with Green Diva Meg. And I'm Green Diva Mizar, back from north of the border. Yes. And I'm Green Diva Gina. Hey, everybody. Woohoo! Well, we're going to focus primarily on Halloween today. Ooh, but course. my favorite holiday. In the middle of that, we have a really interesting interview that we kind of organized at the last minute. We've had this book for a little while, and this gentleman is in the country, so it makes interviewing a lot easier. Um, so, And he's only here until um, tomorrow. So I'm really glad that we've gotten a chance to talk. We're going to have a chance to talk to Jonathan Porritt. He's the founder and director of an organization in the UK called Forum for the Future. Yeah. And he's the author of this book, The World We Made, which is fascinating. It's all about looking at fixing the future based on the mistakes we may be making. I don't know. It's a little Well, you, it's it's one of those things where it's it's based in the future but looks back at the past from within the future. So right, yeah. you <laughs> sort of have to put yourself in a in a different times in a different century, not century, but a different year and think of it as sort of a history book from 2050 back to 2020. Right. So it's kind of um it's a little freaky, but it's it should be okay. Freaky, man. Freaky. freaky. Anyway, okay. so I'm looking forward to talking to him because I've looked through the book and there's some it's 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 kind of got some interesting things. My favorite thing was talking about jetpacks being a problem and you want one don't you I want a jetpack <laughs> I want a jetpack <laughs> okay anyway well. so I want to mention buygreen.com um yay silent rob made it yay, yay. silent rob yeah. um yes mention can I can I can I do this yes oh, I was so excited I came back from Toronto and Megan goes you've got mail <laughs> but not the email it's it actually was look at this Gina it's addressed to Green Diva Mizar. Oh, yeah. It's <gasps> just for you. Look at you. It was just for you. It's got banana slime on it, but the envelope, but we can talk about that later. It really uh -huh. does. I was I was like, wow, I've got mail. All right. So I opened <laughs> so it up. Official. Oh, I was so excited. Where did I put the darn thing? No, and I informed her that Doug Farquhar from BuyGreen.com listens to every podcast. He really does. He enjoys the oh, show. He's so diligent. Yeah, he's, he's a fan. He's yeah, a fan. Megan, I lost the letter. Oh, it no, was a sweet letter. It's right here. But you know what? I sort of remember it. It says, oh, here it is. Here it is. I had marked a page in the book. Okay, ready? It says, hello, GD Mizar. Oh, GD. <laughs> I thought I would send these along. And these are two pencils. And they're tree smart pencils. See? After I heard your pencil rant. <laughs> As you recall, I ranted about those plastic coated pencil. Like, you know, WTF. W Can I say that on the air? Sure, why yes. not? Yes, all right. So it says, thank you for all the kind words on the show. Sincerely, and I had to find out what that was. It's Douglas Farquhar, my new best friend. He sent me mail. Yeah. Doug, I love you, and I love these pencils. I can't well, wait to go home. And I noticed they <laughs> and sharpen them. I knew she'd be so pleased. I am. It's a little things, Megan. Well, you know, it's nice to know someone's listening to your rant. I know. Well, it just, you know, 
it's presents. It's, it's nice to know. Yeah, it's, it's a, nice to get it, mail. It, I, it's nice right? to get mail, and it, and I'm and I'm such a cheap date, you know. I really am. <laughs> anyway, that being said, we move on. I was Doug. Thank you so much. And buygreen.com, anything on sale this week? Well, there are. There's some cartwheel sneakers that look pretty cool on sale. Cartwheel sneakers? Yeah, I'm they trying to imagine. What does that mean? They're really cute little kind of, you know, low-top, cute. I don't know how else to describe them, and they're sustainably made. You know, groovy little sneakers. Go check it out, people. Oh, I'm going to do that now, Those too. Yeah. And then a rerun messenger bag caught my attention. Because, you oh, know, really? you just can't have enough. Bags. I'm a bag lady. What can I say? I'm a green bag lady, eco bag lady. In 20 years, when Megan yeah, becomes destitute, we're nowhere to find her on Thanks the corner so with the shopping cart and all her bags. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. take but care they of will you. All be I will take care of you, and I'll be sustainable. That's right. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I love you, Meg. I'll take care of you forever. Yeah, I know you would. Yeah, I would. I'd give so, you my bags. Okay. <laughs> I'll share my bags with you. So. Now, big news. Oh, big hold news. On. Can we do a drum roll? Drum Let me roll, try it with yes. the pencils. With the pencils. With the pencils. Ready? Oh, God. We are going to be so darn cool. We are going to be on iHeartRadio. Wait, we already are cool. Now we're going to be cooler. Oh, even cooler. <laughs> even cooler. We are iHeart wow. material. We are so cool. Oh, what, what, what? No, I just wanted Gina to hand me the clean canteen. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, this. Oh, because yes. it's going to make noise? <laughs> yes. Ready? Say iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. <laughs> we have to remember that. It's our new gong. Okay, this is going to be part of the show oh, from now on. Poor Rob. You better warn him. I think his ears, <laughs> like, just popped or something. It's okay. He can have a banana later. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't wait to tell folks about the bananas. They're very cute. So I just want to tell people that iHeartRadio has launched a new talk uh, channel, and there are some big, big name shows on there. We're right up there and with the heavy are hitters, right aren't they? The, aren't yeah, we? we are. I'm so and excited. It's, it's it's incredibly flattering and validating to be among these other shows and to be iHeart material, right? And but to be really the the the, the leaders in the green yes. sustainable talk movement, if that's what you want. I don't know what to call it, but we really yeah. are the first ones to to travel there. On iHeartRadio. I am told that we really are about, you know, the, the, the only ones that are really focused on green living. Um, Low-stress green living. Low-stress green living. Of course. You live in a deeper shade of green. Yeah, oh, exactly. man. Listen. So <laughs> I'm sure there will be others, and I'm sure there's some folks that talk about these things, but we really will be leading the way for... Because um, we do it 24-7. What's our thing? It's our thing. It's our core competency. Oh. Right? Okay. A little technical for I me, know, but okay. I know. <laughs> I had a corporate moment. What can I say? You did. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Put that, that white shirt, yellow tie, and blue suit in the closet. We don't want to see My it again. regimental tie. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So good. that's our big news. That's really good. That's, that's and folks, pretty big news. You know what? We, go right now to, the, to your iPhone, your smartphone, whatever it is, and download the app. I already did. We're not on it yet. Right. We will be on there by the end of the month. There's some logistic issues of getting our podcasts uploaded in the right format and getting right. our artwork and all that fun stuff up there. Oh, my gosh. By the end of the month. So, uh, and probably sooner. We'll let you know exactly when we're up there. Believe me, we'll let you know. Right. So, but instead of this, we're going to hear popping champagne corks. In the mean, well, for you and Gina. <laughs> Rob. I'll bring you sparkling Prosecco. cider. Prosecco. I'll bring, I'll bring Gina. I'll bring uh, Megan sparkling cider. Um, and 
I was going to say something else, and it just went evaporated oh, from my back. little brain. I'm sorry. My little brain. I interrupted you. Oh, and you can also go online, and you know, because iHeartRadio is also online as well as mobile, although mobile is very um, popular. So that's our big news for the day. I mean, I'll, you know, can we just end the show there? No. Yeah. I guess not. No, because we actually have to raise the bar <laughs> and continue yeah. the shows. Now we actually have to, you know, really, yeah. We so already are. Don't already say. Are. We already are. Come on. Uh, no, like complete the show. Oh, well, yeah. Because now we have to upload the whole podcast. So we have Green Diva Foodie File Report today. You guys had a lot of fun making these spooky banana ghosts. Spooky. I uploaded I uploaded some pictures of these two having a lot of fun. Um, and oh. these are really cute. And so Gina's going to talk more about other ideas as well. Yes, absolutely. There are ways to have a healthy Halloween. Oh, my God. With, with a face oh, no, plant. But th- that are fun and they taste really good. So yeah. this so. is one of them. Now, G.D. Mizar, you're going to talk to us a little bit about yes. DIY Halloween Yes, things. there's so many things out there. You know that, right? Yes. But I did something probably, how old is my daughter? She's going to be 23, probably 19, 18, 19 years ago when she was about five. God, please tell me I did the math correctly. I have no idea. I don't okay. either. It's that, uh, you know, I majored in journalism for a very good reason. Yeah. Um, I made Mr. Bones, Mr. Bottle Bones. I saw that. That's funny. And it was such a hit, and I used uh, gallon milk jugs, and I know, I know, folks, I was one of the first ones to do this. Now you can find tutorials everywhere, but I'm just going to do a very quick thing. And also, start saving those milk jugs, because you can do some cool Halloween, I'm just going to call them luminaries, yeah. out yeah. of the jugs. Yeah. Such cool stuff. And uh, Megan is uh, double duty here. <laughs> She's actually putting on a jetpack right now. That's what it was. <laughs> Jet it off. <laughs> I was just doing my jetpack. That's thing. fine. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Yep. So Sorry about that. That's all right. That was our guest that's calling in for Good. our Green Dude segment. Nice. So I want to make sure, you know, we got all that. Because we really just booked that this afternoon. I've been corresponding with them. But, um, you know, we're trying to okay. catch up. And our featured guest today is Amara Wagner, who uh, is the founder of Amara Wellness. But she's really all about healthy... Yeah, I met her probably kids. five years ago, Did six you? years ago. Oh, yeah, I know Mara well. Oh, I didn't know Oh, that. I know her very well. No, I did. did. Oh, you? yeah. She ran a chapter of Holistic Moms. Oh. And she um, uh, she has one of our water systems as well because well, she yeah. believes in healthy living. And I will tell you a funny story about Amara just very quickly. We were, Antonia and I were at her house doing something, and she has two little kids, and I was real. I was feeling like Wayne is feeling today. My stomach mm-hmm. was a mess, and I said, "I'm just not going to go in there." Knowing Amara, yeah, and how she really lives a very clean, holistic life, and whatever, and understands that germs and stuff happen anyway. Yeah. But you know, like well, any you know, other mother, you want to avoid it. Infect somebody, right? So I stayed in the car, and I said to Antonio, "I'm I'm really in bad shape. I don't want to come in, even though I love the kids." And to make a long story short, I actually decorated the side of her driveway. Oh, it was pretty bad. I had to open the door. It? Oh, it was horrendous. Oh, poor baby. But, but Amara sent out peppermint oil. Oh, did it help? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. You rub it on your belly, yeah. on your stomach, yeah. and you inhale it as well. And it's like you're taken to a place of soothing and relaxation. And so you don't feel that stressful, icky. 
Well, I, yeah, for that moment, whatever <laughs> it is. And I said, I need to get some more of this. But, you know, I felt so badly. And so I said, Antonio, please get me a bucket of water. I got to get rid of this. Aww. I was so humiliated. Yeah. Not so much so that I didn't well, tell the story. She's a sweetheart. She and is a smart gal. She, I did an interview with her earlier. I think it was last week, actually, in mm -hmm. preparation for the show. All about healthy green Halloween for the kids. And she had a couple of ideas that I'd never thought of. So I think it's going to be fun. She's vital. Vital is a great word for Amara. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's fun. So but speaking of fun, you know, I, I drove the Chevy Spark EV, all EV, no gas. I have not been to a gas station now in a couple of weeks. I'm having fun. Yeah. And um, I'm working on the video because we had some fun with that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I goof off when that we camera did. rolls. <laughs> we, we had a lot of fun. So pretty soon, tomorrow, it'll be in the show post tomorrow. Okay. Um, but in the meantime... I've gotten now the Nissan Leaf, which I've never driven. And I'm kind of glad because I think this is a newer version. And it's sort of, I mean, it's got a solar panel on the top. Get out! Yes, and I like where the awesome. um, where the uh, plug is, right in the front. Because the way that I pull my car in, it makes life a lot easier to plug in. So, so far, I'm very impressed with the car. Very impressed. I, and it's a little bigger. You know, it's, it's a little, cool. bit, little yeah. bit more of a car than it's a different class, I think, than the Spark EV, which is a very small, um, you know, That was a fun tool-around car, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's gone from baby blue to fire engine red. Well, the, the color it's matches. It's really cute. It does. Car. Matches the walls, right? It does. It does. Car. Yeah. It's coordinated with our new studio. Yes. Maybe they should let me keep it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Bum, bum. <laughs> First look for my report on the Chevy Spark EV, first things first, yeah. and then I will tell you more about the Nissan The EV Leaf. is all electric too, right? Oh, the Leaf is all electric. But so was the Spark. Yes. I kept calling it Sparkle. There are not even... <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> did. I kept calling it the Chevy oh, Sparkle. The Chevy Sparkle. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, Gina. I was having moments, clearly. Neither of these cars have gas engines. No. I... I so I, I I'm I'm overwhelmed by that, and what the thing that impressed me the most about that EV the the Spark is that you say sparkle the sparkle, sparkle. Um, as you drive and as you brake you recharge yeah oh yeah oh How? I did really well with that car that is so cool I, just, I will say out loud that I only charged that car once. In six days. Wow. And I could have gone a seventh day for sure, except that I knew that the guys picking it up needed to drive over 30 miles. And right. I didn't want it to get too, you know, cut it close for them. Right. Now, this one, next one, though, is powered with a solar panel and plug-in. Well, the, I think the solar panel supports some of the extra, you know, amenities in the car yeah. that, that do take up some battery energy. Okay. Am I going to ask a bad question here by saying, if these are all EV, can we get them on the East Coast? Uh, the there, Nissan Leaf, you can. You can. The Leaf, you can. And I do know through some of the articles that I've written that even though they're more prevalent in California. Well, because they're, they're compliant. Because they're compliant. There was a factory that opened in Tennessee for the Nissan Leaf, for the Nissan Leaf, which uh, is making um, more cars and is uh, making a lot of these EVs available, not just for Nissan, but they're opening more factories this way. Well, it makes sense. Come on. I mean, why, why does California get to have all the fun? I mean, well, uh, you know, I yeah. know it's a compliance thing, but, but if I don't have to ever go to a gas station asked, either. But when I asked Pierre, who was the lovely man with the French accent Pierre. that coordinated the uh, Spark EV for me. Oh, très bien, monsieur. Uh, oui. 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 <laughs> oui. Why do we all go like this when we talk oui. like a phone? Oui. 
Okay, Pierre, c'est si bon, Pierre. We're not making fun of you, Pierre. No, no, Trust no, no. Me. I am. I am showing off with the little French that I know. Yeah, I'm done now. Oui. <laughs> She was just in Toronto. She was just in Toronto. <laughs> Let me finish my love. sentence here. All right, poor Megan. <laughs> Pierre said that he 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 bristled when I said compliance car because of course they don't want to promote that it's a compliance car because that's kind of a like a bad. That's why a I said is that so, a bad question? But yeah. what? But I asked him and he said, and I said, but what if people like us and the East Coast start saying we want a Chevy Spark EV? He said, oh, well then we will make them. Really? Well. So, so you, me, Gina, and Seth Leitner have got to Lightman. champion Lightman. Lightman. <gasps> I'm you sorry, never get Seth. His name right. Oh, Seth, I'm and John so sorry. Volker too. John Volker too. So I'm looking and for Rob. the Fiat 500 Rob. E. Silent Rob. And Silent Rob. <laughs> Rob, what do you have anything to say about that? That would be a no. He's, he's silent. He's still silent. No, no. We're getting a thumbs up, though. He just shook his head. <laughs> no. He's so cute. You guys should see him. He's really. We he's need to put normal. a picture of Silent Rob on the uh, website. He's I have a picture of Silent Rob on the website. Okay, but is he like full face smiling? Because he's got like this neon smile he does over have there. An adorable smile. Oh all man, right, we're here, gonna have we're gonna have all the. Take uh, a all right, Rob, you uh, may have to work on that for a while. I am because Rob's not gonna cooperate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how cute he is. So. Okay, so yes, yeah, so I, you know what, Megan, I'll be really mad if you get the Fiat 500e Cabriolet. I'm working on it, babe. But I want to drive that. I know you do. All so right. work on it. All right. I've got some. Yeah, you're right. We'll work on it to get. Look how cute he is. He's like hiding. I know. I All know. right. Moving the, along. The elusive Silent Rob. <laughs> Not so you know elusive what? It's anymore. like Silent Rob strikes again. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like we should be saying. <laughs> yeah. Does your wife listen, Rob? <laughs> oh. What does she? Oh, he hesitated. <gasps> he did. Hey, wait, Mrs. Silent Rob, come on. <laughs> Mrs. Silent Rob. <laughs> Remember how Eco Ed was always Mrs. Eco Ed? Yeah, and then one time he called her Julia. I said, Who Who's the that? heck is that? <laughs> What's your wife's name, Rob? Vanessa. Mrs. Silent oh, Rob Vanessa. May I also say that yeah. last week I kind of screwed up on the schedule and I announced that we were going to have Marielle Hemingway on this week. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I had to call you from Toronto. Yeah. Meg. Hello. Meg, what's going on? <laughs> I know. I am such a dork. But it luckily. Happens. She's lovely, and everything's fine for next week. So we will have Mariel Hemingway as our feature interview and Bobby Williams as our guest green dude. Don't you just love it when, like, the PR person and the guest really are so calm about these things, knowing that these things happen? Oh, <laughs> you know, come on. These things happen. They man. do. And aren't we glad that we have so many kind, patient people that work with us anyway? Right. Anyway. Exactly. People. Anyway, People. that said. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. That's Wait, all. wink, no, wink, no nudge, more. nudge, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, next week, make sure you stay tuned. You stay tuned now, but next week, make sure you tune in because we're going to have Mariel Hemingway and Bobby Williams. And the movie, which has been accepted to film. And she's gotten no, awards? No, she just got an award. Yes, a humanitarian award. Oh, man. Yeah, because she's doing a lot of work for the you know to raise awareness for uh, mental illness, yep. and she comes to it with a natural, um, you know, a natural lifestyle as part of the remedy that she has used to really get keep mentally health. You know, mentally healthy. Yeah, can right. I say that right? Yes, mentally healthy. Mentally well, healthy. Yeah. Well, and I love her. You know what? Because it, you hear you hear Hemingway, Mariel Hemingway, and you think, oh well, you know, celebrity, celebrity. She's one of us. She really is. Do you know? I mean, she's really. A sister. 
She's a sister. She's yeah. a sister. I just took some more pictures of the slimy banana ghosts. Did you? Yes. <laughs> There's yeah. one that looks like he's sweaty and mad. Well, I, I he's and not that's a happy, I, I, he's just not a happy. But guy. that's good. He's he's like the meat. You know why he's mad? Because he's shorter than the rest. So at any rate, that having been said, it's fun right um, no. Yeah, he's also got this bloody sweaty mouth. and mad. Yeah, he's yeah. looked like it's one of his eyebrows giving you the hairy eyeball. I know, and that was just by accident too, because. You know, he's kind of vomiting red stuff, though. It's <laughs> yeah, you tried to make it look yeah. like he got oh, He's a zombie. Oh, he got he's a zombie <gasps> ghost. Is there he's such a, a thing? Banana. Zombie banana. A zam banana. Zombanana. Zom banana. A banana, whatever. Okay. So, at any rate, um, what else we got before the break? Anything? Well, no. You want to take a break? <laughs> well, Seems no. like a good time to take a break. Well, I can talk about Toronto if you want me well, to. I was kind of waiting because our guy's supposed to call in, but I'm going to take a break and um, the guy can call in and wait. Okay. I can't wait to talk to Jonathan Porritt. So please stay tuned, people. I want Green Diva nails without all the nasty toxic chemicals. I've got the solution. I just tried this G2 Organics non-toxic odor-free nail polish and remover. Did I mention odor-free? Look at my gorgeous toes. And you should see the colors. The colors are great. And the, the touch-up tube, I mean. Find out more at G2Organics.com. What's with the slingshot? I haven't seen a slingshot since I was about 10. Oh, I've been launching seed bombs in the ugly gray spots in my neighborhood. Can't wait to see what sprouts. Come again? A creative company called Greenade makes these clay balls that are regionally, you know, specific seeds and offers them by internet and even vending machines around the country. That is so cool. Can I borrow this? I want to shoot some bombs in my neighborhood. Find out more about seed bombs at greenade.co. Greetings, everyone. This is David Avocado Wolf, nutritionist, author, and chocolatier. And you're listening to The Green Divas. Listen close, tune in, and have the best day ever. All right. Well, we're back. We are, and I think our guest may be calling in right now, oh. which is a good thing. So you don't have to hear about my oh. Toronto trip, which really was actually a, a fun, successful trip. Although I did something very ungreen diva like, and I and I baked twenty five different kinds of cupcakes, peanut butter. Butter pecan, butterscotch, <laughs> chocolate. I saw, that. I saw that. Oh my god! It looked like death by uh, by by cupcakes. Okay, yeah, exactly. On. Every green diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas Radio Show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. Okay, Jonathan. Uh, it's Jonathan here, yes. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. It was sort of short notice, and I'm so glad your PR person reached out today because I, you know, I, I'd forgotten you were only in the country for a limited amount of time. Um, and I'm very I, happy to, to catch you. You're, you're slightly faint in my, in my um, mobile at the moment. I apologize. I, Is that a little better? That's much better. Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so I just want to reiterate that Jonathan Port is the founder and director of the Forum for the Future, which is a UK-based organization, and he's the author of The World We Made, which is an amazing and fascinating book, and I'm really interested to hear 
how this book concept came about. Yes, well, I've done a lot of books in my life, and they've mostly kind of started out in the year that I was writing them. And then things tend to get a bit gloomy, and then they get gloomier, and then they get really depressing. Uh, and then you suddenly think, oh, my God, i better cheer people up now. And I thought, let's try and do this very differently. Let's start from a really good place in 2050, a world that we would all love to live in and aspire to live in, and then tell the story, as it were, from how we got from where we are today to that good place in 2050. You, you drew on your background, correct? You're a, a, a university professor? I've been involved in academia for a long time. I'm actually chancellor of a, of a, of a university in the UK called Keele University and um, take a strong interest in how well our universities are doing on sustainability issues. And how, how are they doing? <laughs> Not as well as they should. I didn't Although think so. Although I have to say that before coming here to New York, I did a book launch in um, Georgia, in, in Atlanta, and was hosted there by Georgia Tech. And that is doing an amazing amount of stuff on sustainability. So there are outstanding examples. And I think all the rest need to lift their game to match that of Georgia Tech. Okay, good. All right, so they're the trailblazer. But Megan touched on the book and the concept. And even you said that it, it's based in 2050, looking back to 2020. How did this come to your mind to write it this way? And how do you, when you imagine it, how do you make it convincible? Because convincing? many of the things... Yes, convincing. I, Sorry, yeah, I, mis no, I misspoke. <laughs> How do you become I, convincible? No, convincing. Wow, <laughs> what the heck is wrong with, with me? Let's stick with convincing. Okay, um, that's, better. That's exactly the adjective I would like to have used for the book. And I did not want this to be a work of science fiction. I really wasn't interested in that. So by pitching it in 2050, it's not too far away. It's only sort of 30-odd years away. And every single thing in the book that I talk about, whether we're talking about energy or farming or healthcare or education or waste management, whatever it might be, everything already exists in one form or another today. And what I did was to take that little emerging idea, some brilliant new technology that is just being developed, and then grow it, develop it, pitch it out there at a big scale for 2050. And that way you've got a very realistic hook back into real life today in 2013. Well, can you tell us a little bit, and I, I really like that. I'd like that, I also like that you are trying to be solutions-based and positive and not doom and gloom, which is so important. But tell us a little bit, because we don't have a lot of time, about um, the forum for the future and what that is about. The forum, we set the forum up in 1996, and the whole purpose of the forum is to work with other organizations, um, for-profit organizations, government bodies, municipalities, uh, big philanthropic foundations and trusts, and to work with them to accelerate their own journey towards a more sustainable world. And that's both the environmental stuff and the um, social and economic stuff, which is just as important. And we set up the office here in the U.S., in New York, uh, just four years ago, uh, and it's been fantastic. It's grown and grown, and we're now I'm happy to say having a really good relationship with lots of leading companies in the U.S., which is a very exciting part of the forum's work now. Well, and how can people find out more? Can you tell us what the, the address is online? Uh, yes, it's www.forumforthefuture, so that's forumforthefuture, all joined up, uh, .org. 
Do you think, uh, Jonathan, that given what your imagination has put on these pages, that we're going to actually be able to do some of these things? Are we? Are, yes, you were talking about doom and gloom, and we feel like we're heading that way. Megan's going to make fun of me. No, in no, just a no, minute. no. You are. I just so much want to know if we're going to have jetpacks, <laughs> and are they really going to be bad? Oh my word! That's all she's been talking about for <laughs> since we got I here. I want a jetpack. <laughs> Listen, we're going to make this. We're going to do this, and. The, the one reason why we're going to do this is because of the genius of our species. The human species, for, for all that we make unbelievably stupid mistakes. Oh, boy, are you are right. Smart. We're pretty smart. Yeah. And when we know what the nature of the challenge is, which is basically to make really good lives for 9 billion people by 2050 without messing up the planet anymore, we will be able to do that. And in a way, the book is a celebration of brilliant innovators, entrepreneurs, engineers, uh, architects, all of those people who actually know how to get things done. All I can do is write yet more words. The people who are really going to make this happen are those who deliver it on the ground, and it's them that I'm really celebrating. You know, Jonathan, and it's a great book for that very reason, because Meg and I and Gina, Green Diva Gina, we, we sit here and we often say, you know, knowledge is power, and, and we want to sometimes just run and hide because <laughs> of things that we cannot control um, in our world that we see that might lead to well, doom and gloom. so overwhelming. They're yeah. overwhelming. They're overwhelming, and we try to keep it stress-free here. But sometimes yeah. you just, you know, you, you become overwhelmed because, uh, I mean, we have children. Well, Gina does not yet. But we keep thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the carbon footprint we leave today is going to affect their children in 100 years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think about that all the time. We have two daughters, and they're 23 and 21, and they were my in, my mind, in my mind every single step of the book. And for me, it's so important to get the balance right between the kind of optimism that comes through understanding the power of technology and what good people can do to make good things happen, but being very realistic about it. And I absolutely, I, I genuinely, I'm not just saying this now because you, I feel you two need to hear it, but I am genuinely persuaded that if we do the right things over the next 10 to 15 years, this future is absolutely available to us. That's yeah. really what the book's about. I agree. And as a, now I'm a yaya, which is like I'm a very young grandmother, but I'm a yaya, so I, it, I take it. <laughs> She's like, got two, Jonathan. It's like a whole right, new thing. It's okay. Jonathan, will you promise that next time you're in New York, you will come to the studio for us and do a whole hour because there's so much to talk about in what you're doing, and I really would like to spend more time with you. I'd really love to. That would be a fantastic opportunity. I've heard about your program, so it would be a treat for me, I can tell you. Oh, great. We'll buy you dinner. All right. Well, <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got it on uh, tape now. So next Yeah. Time. You know what? I don't Good. think we could have found a, a better standard bearer for the positive of what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's inspiring, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Okie doke. Bye-bye. Bye. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. The Green Divas love food. Organic, local, fresh, whole, delicious food. Here now is another Green Diva foodie file. Hope you're hungry. I am, actually. I need your camera, Megan, one second, but while you start talking about this uh, thing here. All right. Go, Gina. Go. All right. So 
Halloween, if you think about it, it's only a couple weeks away, right? I mean, yeah. today is, what, the 10th? Yes. So really, it's a few weeks away at this point. And I think it's time we start getting into talking about how to have a healthy Halloween this time of year with Halloween treats. I mean, Halloween is such a time for candy, goodies, you know, a lot of processed foods, trick-or-treating. We talked about this last year as well, that a lot of uh, the candy are made with products that are GMO riddled and, Absolutely. you know, just awful. Um but the, my my question always is, and this is a question for another time, is says that, yes, you can do it at home with your kids if you have a Halloween party mm -hmm. uh, or if you're bringing a snack to school, whatever the case is. Sure. But you, it's going to be tough sometimes when they go trick-or-treating because they've got to keep up with the Joneses. Well, Amara Wagner has some great tips for good. that later on good. that All we right. can so talk about. But I have some good ideas for if you're having a Halloween party yeah, or if so you're giving out candy for trick-or-treaters yourself. There you go. So cute. This is my favorite thing so far. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Um, so... What I came up with is I've been doing a lot of research on, you know, what kind of foods are great around your kitchen that you can just kind of make into treats. And so I found this really cool idea where all you need is bananas. Good. A potassium. Kind of potassium, <laughs> right? Uh, a kind of chocolate cookie because you're going to make crumbles mm -hmm. or just any kind of thing that can be crumbly um, and chocolate chips. Okay. So if there's any kind of allergy, you know, you can use a gluten-free cookie or a dairy-free cookie. You found some at a bakery just down the street from you called Brownie Points Bakery. Brownie Points Bakery, yes. So I live in Summit, New Jersey, mm -hmm. and I was looking for a cookie that was local and completely organic. And so instead of going to Whole Foods and getting a gluten-free cookie or a dairy-free cookie, I said, you know what, I'm going to support somebody who's a local business. Exactly. So I ran into them today, and I met this really great woman who was working there, and she gave me these chocolate cookies um, and they're delicious, but they also make a really great crumble. And they use these cookies to make their own crumbles for their recipes. Um, but what you need is just the bananas, the cookie crumbles, and chocolate chips. Mm -hmm. And you're going to peel the bananas. And we cut them so that um, they were about half the size of a normal banana. But you make little ghosts out of them. So they're the so chocolate cute. chips are the eyes. The cookie crumbles, they are your graveyard dirt. Mm -hmm. And they provide a support system for the bananas. That's why you don't really want them too tall because they'll kind of flop over. We had a couple of face plants in there. There uh, was a couple. A couple. There was a couple. But that's okay. They've recouped. Yes. They've recouped. They yes. just look uh, <laughs> uh, not so much worse for wear, but they look a little spookier yes, maybe. Yes, yes. You know, because it's like, looks like they're rising up out of the graveyard. Yes. Kind of like, yes. Yeah, it's very spooky. Um, so you want spooky. to have a surface it's that... Like spooky the cat. Spooky yeah. the cat. Black. Um, you want to have a surface that's supportive at the bottom. So Green Diva Meg has this really great, like a, kind of like a brownie pan or a casserole dish. Glass. It's glass. Um so did you talk about the rest of the stuff at all or just we're just talking about this for okay. right now so um, we've got to close this one up yes but there's a lot of other ideas yeah. in my post for you to check out mm -hmm. um all very healthy all really cute fun options so and check you can out do it post. with the kids right oh yeah this That's is totally kid friendly it's an excellent post so here's our time to do a um shameless plug go to thegreendivas.com and make sure that you check this out because there's a lot of great ideas links directions fun pictures the whole thing okay people stay tuned hope you're hungry for more easy and delicious recipes and even more foodie information go to thegreendivas.com that's t-h-e greendivas.com
Reduce, recycle, reuse, and if you're feeling creative, repurpose. Repurposing is one of Green Diva Mizar's favorite DIY things to do, and it's fun. Well, Meg, you know, until the milkman starts delivering milk in glass bottles or until we buy a cow, I think a lot of us are going to be stuck with having to buy milk, those of us who still use it, out (laughs) of those plastic jugs. Yeah, right. Especially if you're a growing family and you have those big plastic jugs of of milk, which if I buy them or when I buy, I do transfer them to glass immediately. That I yeah me too always it just tastes yeah. better it, it tastes does. fresher yeah doesn't get that weird <laughs> oh you mean like the BPA yeah I it starts I to get I don't a little know what it is yeah whatever it is it's there's something it just tastes better coming out of glass maybe so it's psychological I don't know no mm-hmm. no no it's not it tastes better out of glass absolutely so you are the queen of repurposing and yeah so a couple a couple of years or ago upcycling. like eighteen years ago sometimes I get confused between the definition between repurpose and upcycle you know what I mean. It's a subtle thing sometimes. It is. Okay. Um, exactly. It is. It is. No, that's okay. No, no. But I think it's it's good to point out the difference sometimes yeah. anyway. All right. So um, that being said, collect your milk jugs now, folks, because you're going to need at least eight to make Mr. Bones. Eight. Okay. All right. Well, because I you got to cut out. It's pretty funny. Oh, my gosh. i got to go into my basement and get the pictures. But let me tell you a story about Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones is a, a plastic skeleton that you, you make out of these plastic jugs, right? So... I was living in Maplewood, New Jersey at the time, and I had this big wraparound porch, and Mr. Bones hung right outside the door so that the kids would come up and say, Mr. Bones, right? <laughs> big hit. Big hit in the neighborhood. I got it out of a magazine. I think it's still around. Family Fun, I oh, think. Yeah, I think it is. Still around, right? So I hope so. I made Mr. Bones, and I was so excited after we had gotten the whole thing together. I walked it over to my neighbor's house. Now, my daughter was probably seven. My neighbor's son was seven. And my son was probably five, and her daughter was probably five. So we had kids at the same time. So Paul was seven at the time, and I ring the doorbell, and I'm holding Mr. Bones. Paul answers the door. This poor kid, I have never seen a mouth. did you terrorize this kid? I (gasps) absolutely did. I scarred him for life. As a matter of fact, I had lunch with his mom, Barb Bruning. I'm going to have to tell her to listen now. Um, About two months ago. And she confirmed it yet again that that he is scarred for life. Like he had to go to therapy. God, I hope about not. that. I hope not. Anyway. But I but I did scare the Remember that lady, Mrs. Trudio. Yeah, she, she scared me. Yes, with Mr. Bones. <laughs> I, I well, I did. I I was mortified, Megan. Funny. It was kind of funny, but it was it's mortifying. And if you know Barbara, she's very down to earth, and she's very sort of like, eh, you know, stuff happens, whatever. But you you know, you're talking to a mom, and it's a he was scared to death. Anyway, so I'm going to find a tutorial for that. Then the other thing that I'm doing with these jugs, which is a, a new idea. All you need are jugs. Those little. <laughs> Don't go, there, don't go there, Megan. Don't go there, Megan. I got jugs. I don't know why. You I want plastic jugs. plastic jugs. Yeah, Hope and um, you can make luminaries out of them, and it's very, very easy. Just need to cut a hole in the bottom so that you can put in a little LED light and a, and a Sharpie Ooh, or a black magic. Yeah. You oh. make luminaries, or you can even put string lights, Christmas lights, and you can even put orange lights in there. Oh. Gosh. So You're it's so really crafty. all different ki- all different shapes. All, you make all different faces. So you have like uh, 
Uh, juggle lanterns. Juggle lanterns. That's what I'm calling them. Juggle lanterns. I can't wait to see this post. So everybody's got to go to yep. the Green Divas in the next couple of days. We'll have this up. Oh, it's almost done. Yeah. I mean, I started I writing it in Toronto. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Paul, the Paul story is in there. I, I probably should ask permission, but it was oh, just kind of be funny. It's fun. It is fun. I'm so sure yeah, he's a normal, well-adjusted oh, young adult. He's a great now. kid. Yeah. Great kid. Great kid. So anyway, I hope that's he has a it. Sense of humor. Thank you, doll. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. For step-by-step instructions on this DIY project and to find out more about the Green Divas radio show and podcasts, visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. The Green Divas get to talk to so many inspiring people who each in their own way is helping us find a deeper shade of green. Here's just one of them. Enjoy. Very excited today to be on the air with Amara Wagner, who is founder and CEO of Amara Wellness. Hello, Amara. Hello. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So we have lots to talk about with Halloween coming and everything, but let's just quickly do a little overview of what Amara Wellness is. So I um, founded my company um, back in 2005, and I work with moms who are really looking to figure out a way to balance between living in the real world. You know, I live in the suburbs of New Jersey, and most of the moms that I oh. work with. Live yeah, I saw. The I, I, I did notice the number was 201. I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, she's in the hood. Yes, I am. Um, I work with moms all over the country, though, um, and most of them are trying to find a balance between right. living in the real world and sending t- kids to school and navigating playdates and, like we're going to talk about today, Halloween and holidays and all that stuff, and also trying to na- trying to raise their children as healthy as possible, trying to um, boost their kids' immune system and, and avoid the over-medication and the chronic health issues that so many children are facing. Yes. It's a little tricky, so... Um, that's where I come in. I coach moms who really want to kind of navigate that path the best they can. Well, I guess it, there's an overwhelming sea of information now between the Internet and all Holistic Moms Network and other kinds of groups. And, yeah. and you know, school itself has its own version of here's, the, here's what you should do. And a doctor says here's what you should do. Yeah. And, <laughs> wow. True. We get a lot. We get bombarded with outside information, which is really good. Sometimes I, you know, wonder how anybody ever raised a child without Google. But <laughs> I did it. Hand, I don't know how successful I was. I think I did wonderfully. <laughs> right. My kids are amazing, but I don't know, uh, you know, right. how much. So what we have lost by um, getting all of this access to outside information is our own connection to our own intuition, which we all still have, right. but we kind of tune out because we look outside to the teachers, to the doctors, to the resources, to the WebMD, to the Google right. for information. And so p- a big part of the work that I do with moms is about teaching them to kind of quiet down and all the outside stuff and listen in and, and hear what, you're, what you know already. Yeah, because it's, it's funny. I'm sure a couple of generations ago that was done. But like my mother said, you know, they were taught, you just, list, just trust the doctor. And and then, you know, I am right in the middle. I don't have Google or anything, but right. I did, um, by default, you know, learn to trust my intuition. I think I did a pretty good job. You'll have to poll my kids, but, you know. <laughs> I'm sure they're fabulous, and you did a wonderful job. 
<laughs> so let's talk about Halloween. You know, that's yeah. coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And it's always a dilemma for so many folks uh, who are really concerned about um, eating healthy and, and all this stuff that goes into candy and ugh, and it's just yeah. overwhelming. So first of all, let's talk, like, can you help define what would, what would a healthy Halloween look like? Yeah. So let's be real here. <laughs> Halloween's not really a healthy holiday. No. <laughs> no. And so we're not, um, you know, we want, we still want our kids to feel happy and excited. So I'm not, you know, keeping my hit kids home, locked, you know, inside, right. closing all the shades and making them eat kale for Halloween. <laughs> that would be mean. I, I just don't think that that is kind of, that's not the holistic approach that I'm looking for, right? right? Holistic right. approach is about balance. So we're, we're going to call this a healthier approach to Halloween. Right? Okay, I like that. It might be one of our least healthy days of the year, and that's also important to kind of take a look at. If every day of your child's diet looks like Halloween, <laughs> then we should talk. <laughs> then we definitely need to talk. <laughs> um, but a healthier Halloween might include um, a little less candy, Maybe candy that um, doesn't have some of the um, ingredients that affect your child negatively. So some children, a lot of children, are very, very sensitive to things like artificial coloring right. and artificial sweeteners. Yep. Um, so I'm, those are the things that personally, you know, my son is certainly sensitive to him. I have a seven-year-old little boy. He's very sensitive to artificial coloring. Yep. Um, so there's no artificial coloring candy that makes its way into his into his mouth. It gets into his bag. Right. Um, so I'm I'm kind of setting my own kind of lines in the sand. I'm figuring out, you know what, what's the most important to me, and then where can I be a little bit flexible? Right. Right. Um, there's lots of other ways that I make it a little bit healthier, too. We can talk about, you know, candy alternatives well, and things like that. First, let me just ask, how yeah. many children do you have and how old are they? Sure. I have a four-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son. Aw, what so great I'm in the ages. Of it. We're in, you know, dressing up, trick-or-treating kind of, these are the days, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. grandbabies that are four and two, just about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It's their fun ages. Well, it's more fun as a grandparent. Let me just put mm. that out there. So I hear. <laughs> yeah. Some they're the ones who want to give extra candy. Well, <laughs> see, but I was always the mom who went and bought, either made or bought, you know, some kind of healthy candy. Not necessarily like fruit or anything, although I'm not opposed to that. Right. Um, and, I w and I would spend a little bit more if it cost a little bit more. Right. Because I just wanted to be kind of an example. Right. Like so you can still have delicious chocolate, it, and even if it costs a little bit more, it's a little bit healthier. It's got, you know, whatever. A little bit less. Maybe it's a little bit, um, if it's important to you, and, and it is important to me, and I think I am guessing that the people who are listening, um, it's important to them. There are fair trade right. chocolates. Organic, chocolates fair trade. Yeah. are not fair trade. They're really, you know, not very ecologically friendly, and most of them have genetically modified ingredients. Oh, yes, that's so right, corn oil and corn whatever. Yeah, yeah. all that high fructose corn syrup is Thank genetically you. modified Ugh. corn, right? So we want to, um, you know, that's something else that moms might want to consider. There are alternatives to candy. Um, there are some great websites where you can order Halloween candy. 
in bulk. It's not it's not as cheap as going to the you know big box store, right. but it's not crazy expensive. Um, and then we usually have a big bucket of mixed things. So I right. buy some more fair trade um, candy and the lollipops that don't have artificial coloring in them. Nice. Um, you know, the Yummy Earth brand that come yep. in those big bags. And, yep. You know, kids take one or two. But I also put in some things like um, stickers and temporary tattoos and little figurines. There you go. And if my kids and I are feeling really crafty and <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of homework from the teacher that week, Sometimes we get a, a box of those little clementines oh, yeah. from the store, and we draw in, um, you know, like jack-o'-lantern pictures on Oh, them what a great idea. In a black marker. And we put those in the bowl so kids who are coming to our house trick-or-treating. And honestly, clementines are like candy. They are like candy. It's so much fun. <laughs> they're so and good. The kids all think that they're so crazy. Like, wow, that's so cool. Right. A lot of fun, right? Yep. Um. Nobody's ever egged our house or anything like that. So <laughs> In <laughs> we retaliation. Have, you know, we, have, we offer a variety. We do have chocolate um, and, you know, other things. What other aspects other than just the candy? One of the things, Mizar couldn't be with us today because she's yeah. off in Canada having fun. Um, Good for her. Yeah. So one of the questions she had was, how do you monitor because, of course, you can be careful about what you give out and be an example to others, but your kids are going to go out, they're going to gather things, and bring them home. How do right. you monitor that? So it really depends on the ages of your children, and, you know, there's just so much that we can do. Right. Um, it's why instilling in them and really teaching them, not just dictating to them um, when they're younger, is so valuable, right? Yes. Um, really teaching them why we're making the choices that we're making when they're young. Um, for really little kids, you know, if you're taking them out trick-or-treating, one of the things that we do with, you know, with my kids is we use the Switch Witch. Are you familiar with the book, The Switch Witch? It sounds familiar, but it's a little okay, vague. It's a great book. People listening might be able to get it from the library. You can definitely order it on Amazon. It's a wonderful story. And basically, the Switch Witch is this magical witch. I'm thinking she's related to the Tooth Fairy. Okay, got it. And um, she kind of thrives on junky candy. <laughs> and you can leave it for her under your pillow or in your room or wherever you want. And she will take the candy and bring you another toy or present. She'll switch it. Nice. Right. So if you have a kid that may, maybe he would prefer a quarter. <laughs> right, or, you know, a little Money. toy that they want. Right, right. Or, you know, a book or, or you know, something else. Or sometimes our Switch Witch has even left, you know, candy from the natural candy store. Right, <laughs> a right. A couple of pieces, right, you know. Right. Um, so that, you know, we believe in moderation and things like that. But so we, we love the Switch Witch. Wow. It's a great story to read. And then you can, you know, invite the Switch Witch into your and home. And now I wonder how many years you can stretch the Switch right. Witch. Right. So we're still there at seven. But All right. I, I can't promise that it's going much longer. Yeah. I hope you get through um, seven. Seven's the magical age. Seven might be the magical age when, you know, the Tooth Fairy and the Switch Witch and Santa Claus all of a sudden, you know, we, we know the trick. But They transform into mom and dad. So far. Right. Um other things that, you know, parents can do is just talk to your kids and let them know. I mean, I'm a big fan of not making a huge deal over anything, right? right. Whatever, whenever there's something that you can't have, 
Of course you want it. Yeah. yeah. So on occasion, when they've gotten, you know, candy from school is out of control. Yeah. They come home with candy from school, and they say, yeah, let's have a piece and put it away. And it's amazing. For me, I can't stop thinking about it because, you know, I I have that mentality of I shouldn't have it. It's bad for me. I can't have it. (laughs) My kids just think, well, I'll have a piece, but, you know, it's going to give me a stomachache or something. And then they forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, my my kids, I remember, you know, giving them some and having them pick out their, you know, bits that we all agreed on were were Mm -hmm. cool and – uh, acceptable and putting the stuff away and saying here we'll we'll go for this next week they yeah. always forgot and then just forget about yeah, it they really did yeah by the time they remember it's it's uh easter or some other candy yeah. holiday yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> bands, yeah. christmas candy or something like that exactly. yeah it kind of goes out of their um so it so i think it's important to not make it a big forbidden fruit right but to tell your kids ah, you know we're gonna have one or two pieces we'll put it away it's still there you know, we'll come back to it. Yeah, I'll tell you, when my kids were small and, you know, I used to make my own almond milk and I was kind of a, you know, I was one of those moms that did not have junk food in the house. I never right. had soda. And they were yeah. always embarrassed when they were teenagers. Like, oh, come on, mom. Um, right. And I knew they were going to eat that stuff when they went out. But sure. but at home we had big salads and pots of brown rice and yummy food and healthy food always available. Right. And then as young adults, I have a daughter in college who – has a kitchen in the dorm she's living in, and she cooks, like right. vegetarian, vegan. She loves cooking. Yeah. And uh, my kids all crave salad, and they love brown rice, and they love all the, right. uh, you know. So I, I, I agree with your theory because I didn't push it too hard. Mm-hmm. I just made sure that it was available and, yes. you know, taught by example, I guess. So my sister has three kids. Um, one of them's already graduated from college, but the younger two are in college. And they're always emailing her little, you know, pictures, you know, of or texting her pictures of the food that they're making for their friends and their dorm mates and, you know, things like that. I yep. think that when it's a normal thing to eat real food right. more often, right. children kind of learn that. Right. Um, when every day is not Halloween. Every day <laughs> is not Halloween. So holiday, <laughs> Halloween is one day. Yeah. And like we said, it's not, it's definitely not a healthy holiday. It could be slightly healthier. Another thing that you can do with little kids is instead of letting them go trick-or-treating, even older kids like this, um, is have a Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. Invite their friends over, open your house, and have it, you know, kind of use the spooky, fun, that kind of angle. So Halloween doesn't have to be all about candy. Right. You can play games. You can do that thing where you kind of blindfold somebody. and. Oh, Lord, all you have to do is go to Pinterest and, right. like, look all up Halloween, and you'll get, like, a five million right. ideas. Yes, exactly. So there are so many fun things that you can do for Halloween parties, even for older kids. Um, and it doesn't have to be just about getting, you know, a, a pillowcase full of candy. <laughs> That's so horrifying to me. <laughs> now, tell, tell folks how they can find out more about Amara Wellness. Sure, yeah. So I'd like to um, invite everybody to check out my website. It's um, www.amarawellness.com. And if anybody is interested in kind of hearing more and exploring more ideas about how you can either, you know, get onto a more healthy eating regimen or or, you know, learn more natural ways to 
approach your family's health, I invite anybody to email me directly. Okay. And my email is amara at amarawellness.com. And just let me know that you'd like to set up a time to talk, and we'll find a time to connect one-on-one over the phone. Wow, that is wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad. you Now, now you're going to have to come to the studio one of these days because I know you're not too far off. I will. I'm not far away at all, yes. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy with the kids and with thank Halloween you. coming. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope everybody has a really happy Halloween. Thanks so much, Mara. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed that as much as they did. Please visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. For more fun podcasts and information on the Green Divas and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. All right. I'm hungry now. She's great. She's what I call GP. What's that mean? Good people. She's GP, man. She is. She's GP. Yeah, we're GD. We're, we're good diva people. <laughs> we're, we're good people she, diva. But we're grateful no, but dead people? Uh, well, yes, you are, aren't you? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm JD. You're JD? Yeah, John Denver. No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, um, that's just my joke. I love him. Country road. But Amara is wonderful. <laughs> she is adorable. And she's got a beautiful family. And she just moved to a new home. Okay, well, bigger. we'll have to have her to the studio. Oh, absolutely. She was so close until I saw her number, and I was like, 201. Oh, stone's throw. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have her in. Diva. She's great, That'd be fine. smart, uh, lovely person. Well, everybody have a great week. We're no, going already? to be talking next week to... The uh, one and only. <laughs> Wait, did you just have a brain fofer? Yeah, I know. Hooper. I don't Mariel, say the F word. Mariel Hemingway. <laughs> and Bobby and Hemingway. Bobby Williams. Bobby Hemingway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bobby Williams. I'm sure he loves that. <gasps> Sorry, Bobby. Uh, it's okay. I'm sure he does love it's it. It's going to be a great show next I week. Had a so please stay tuned. And bye You've been listening to the Green Divas Radio Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter, and don't forget to visit the blog at thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. And remember to share the good green news with friends and family.